Sweet Filchy Road, Zedu Beha. Welcome to the Village Oak Tree for January 17, 2024. My name is Terrence O'Donnell, and I'm back again to your village with more news from the outside world. Come sit with me around the fireplace while I tell you what's going on outside your village, especially this week when everything's so cold out all over North America. So you can see I'm dressed for the weather here. Um, this week I've got a lecture for you about wealth disparity around the world and how Donald Trump fits in, fits in with that at our expense, if he should get elected again. So if you're a first-time viewer or listener, I've created a short advertisement for my podcast and website for you to listen to before I grab your attention with my topic of the week. So give it a listen here, and I'll be right with you. I want to take this time to talk to you about donating to my cause, if you can, and provide a little info on how to find my website and what's inside when you arrive at the door. My podcasts are free to subscribe to on all the major podcast apps, including Substack and YouTube. There is a donations tab on the Village Oak Tree webpage at rss.com and on my website at www.crownabeha.com. Find the donations page if you feel generous enough to support my work. Think of it as passing the hat at the end of my visits to your village. If you like what I have to say here, please share this podcast with everyone you know before it gets too late. My motive is not to profit off the news I bring to you, but make a difference in the world, and I can't do it without your help. For each article I present to you, there will be links to read the news stories in their entirety in the follow-up newsletters, posted in Medium.com, which is paywalled, for free in Substack.com for the first month, and in the blog section of my website, which will always be free. Now, I want to explain how to find my website. If you're watching this video, the address is right on the screen in front of you as you're listening to this. If you're listening to an audio-only show, just type in www.crann-na-beatha.com in your browser and search for it. You may also use the link on the YouTube channel page in the newsletters on medium.com or substack.com to find it for the first time. The website name is Gaelic. It may be a little hard to find unless you know what you're looking for. Then bookmark it if you like it. I also have the RSS feeder enabled, so if you like my blog post, you can be notified whenever I post something new. Search for coronabeha.com in your RSS feeder and set it up. Users finding this website for the first time will reach the welcome page to learn a little bit about what's inside. There you will see the homepage link at the bottom of the page. On the homepage, you can learn a little bit more about what Coronabeha means for a little bit of Irish culture and a little more about me in general. On the menu bar at the top, there are links to all the pages in the website, the blog section where I post podcast newsletters, blog articles, stories and poems, and a drop-down podcast menu with links to both podcasts, a donations page linked to PayPal for your personal data security, and an ad page to purchase my published books, and lastly, a contact page in case someone cares to leave a message. Thank you for your patronage and support. Now let's get into today's topic of interest. As I told everyone last week, I felt the need to change my format for this podcast. And as it happens, my second oldest son, who happened to be visiting with me over the last holiday weekend, told me the same thing. So after listening to last week's show, he, sh he says to me, Dad, your, dad's, your show is too long for the content. And all the news articles you comment on are about already out there for everyone to read. And likely have read by the time you air your shows. The show is boring especially to young people. So I thought long and hard about what he said, and I think I've finally come up with a format that might work better for all of us. The shows will be much shorter than before, which may be good news for those viewers with shorter attention spans. It's easier for me to write into the, you know, write all this into the newsletters as well. So from now on, I'll be soliciting short interviews with people through my podcast matching subscription to talk about those things that are important to all of us climate change, the upcoming national elections happening around the world this year, social justice, the economies of North America and Europe, and any other hot-button topics that may come up. On the weeks I can't set up an interview, which will be most of them, I will still provide a monologue that will be on a specific subject based on relevant news and articles and stuff that I found to support the topic. Like this week, for example. I picked up some news articles on the annual Oxfam report that just came out about the three richest people in Australia, 
the five richest people in the world, and another, another article, Why the Poorest Americans Want to Vote for Donald Trump. Believe it or not, they're related to each other, which I will do my best to point out to you today. So my first article that I picked up, three richest Australians combined wealth doubles since 2020 at $1.5 million an hour. This is from Oxfam. Report says combined fortunes of Gina Reinhart, Andrew Forrest, and Harry Drigoboff doubled between 2020 and 2023, while one in eight Australians live in poverty. Think about that last statement. One in eight Australians are living below the poverty line. The one thing that Oxfam is telling us in their annual report this year is that the wealth disparity has increased substantially within the last decade to the tune of trillions of American dollars and is continuing to grow larger. These corporate leeches are conning us out of our hard-earned money and buying yachts, planes, mansions, and such, showing off their riches to the world and daring everyone, to, everyone else in the world to emulate them if they can. So many are trying. This is the ultimate achievement to strive for, apparently, in the world, to become another Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, or whoever else. Now, this goes into the next article I found. Why the, gap, why the world's five richest people bag more wealth as poverty gap whitens. Billionaires like Jeff Bezos have seen their wealth dubbed, double amid COVID-19 aftershocks and global inflation. And I got this from Al Jazeera. So my previous article came from the Guardian Australia News. This one's from Al Jazeera, but it's basically about the same thing. Meanwhile, regular working class folks everywhere, like us, are struggling to keep a roof over our heads, provide food for the table on a regular basis due to failed economics and an ignorance by governments to their plights. The current U.S. president thinks the economy is doing great and that everyone is doing so much better after Donald Trump's disastrous term from 2016 to 2020. My next story is from the Iowa caucus that was held on Monday here in the United States. The people the reporter from Al Jazeera interviewed paint a different story of the actual economy, and it doesn't sound like a rosy picture. I also know from other news stories from around North America that the economies of both the United States and Canada are not so robust like the federal governments are telling the news media. This is why so many people in rural parts of North America are fed up with their governments telling the world that their country's economies are doing so much better before than before in their previous administrations. They all want someone in office who understands their needs and is willing to fight for them. They seem to think that this famous con man, reality TV show public figure, will lift them out of their economic misery. That is what he's promising all these rural farmers, ranchers, small-town Christian evangelicals, and the poorest once again. The reality is he will do what he did before. Take everyone for a ride and laugh all the way to the bank with the money he conned out of everyone while doing nothing but throw tantrums, temper tantrums around the Oval Office and be best friends with guys like Putin and Kim Jong-un. Start another explosive trade war with China or anybody else for that matter jerk the money away from Ukraine, and laugh as Russia marches all over Eastern Europe. He will create chaos in the southern U.S. border again. He will likely commit more human rights violations and expand the humanitarian crisis with the migrants like he did during his last term, or worse. And I stress, worse. Forget climate warming time targets as they don't favor the fossil fuel corporations and any other polluting corporations. Donald Trump will only do what's good for him, just like last time. He'll sign favorable laws drawn up by his MAGA buddies in Congress, as long as they grease his palms to get them signed into law. And, here's this, and this comes into this article I found for you. Broker that I've been, unquote, why Donald Trump is set to win the Iowa caucuses. From Gaza to the economy, many, many GOP voters pine for Trump's return to power as presidential election season kicks off. And this is another article from Al Jazeera. So now that he's sewn up the Iowa caucuses by a large majority, it's on a New Hampshire and a different type of voter. But the result will likely be nearly the same. Republicans all over the country will vote for this call man until they can't. And that may be only because he may end up in jail. But today's show isn't just about Donald Trump. It's the attitude of these richest of the rich around the world conning us out of trillions of dollars that they can't possibly spend in their lifetimes 
unless they somehow invest or invent a way to live forever. Maybe they're already working on that in some private laboratory somewhere we don't know about. They can afford to do that and not share with the world. If they were to manage that accomplishment, imagine that. Imagine the wealthiest people secretly inventing a, a live forever solution that only the richest can have. Can you imagine the fewer that would cause around the world? Yeah, that would be bad amongst the, the middle class and poor people who, who wouldn't have access to that. Whether they have a longevity secret or not, some of the richest flaunt themselves in front of us every week with their lifestyles of the rich and famous. Others keep a low profile while they amass their trays of dollars. The first two articles I mentioned tell us all about these ultra-rich people making $14, $15 million an hour every day. Can you imagine us making that the same amount of money personally every hour of the day? For those who are barely making it on 50000 a year or less in a lot of cases everywhere, this seems to, like a mountain made of gold that we all wanted to get the top of and claim for ourselves. Those who have families with children, you know, to feed only figuratively drool about that kind of money as they struggle to make ends meet, afraid of that surprise bill that will bankrupt them at any time. Such is the case in the U.S. with no public health care system or the broken ones in Canada, Britain, Ireland, and so many other countries. Broken public health care systems force the sick to go to private health care providers and pay out of pocket at exorbitant rates at times. These are the people that will vote for candidates like Donald Trump around the world the poor and oppressed, or those who think they are being oppressed. Right-wing parties everywhere are gaining political ground because of wealth disparities and overwhelming amount of immigrants, legal and otherwise, in their countries. Most will tell you it's immigration issues causing economic insecurity, and they would be right. Too many mouths to feed or too many sick people put a strain on facilities and native-born people are losing what they had, you know, what they already had. Basics like food and shelter at the top of that list. Such is the same across North America. The Americans in the rural areas have been told that they are being invaded by illegal immigrants who want to take everything from them. In Canada, they took in too many, too fast, and have nowhere to house them, so the backlash against immigrants is ramping up. There's a lot of racism involved as well. But that's not as much as you would think if you listen to the media decrying the invasion at the southern border. The major fear is lack of basics for everyone, food, water, and shelter. The native-born are afraid that there isn't enough food, water, and housing for them, much less the immigrants. They believe they should come first. And this is around the world. This is the actual state of affairs in the West, you know, Western countries. Too many, too many mouths to feed and governments not stepping up to fix that. This is why these soon-to-be trillionaires could step up and help out with all, these, all this ill-gotten gain. Lessen the 1 in 8 poverty ratio in Australia. Listen to the rural citizens in the U.S. address their fears. Instead of standing on Capitol Hill telling everyone that the economy's fine, gaining ground, and so on. When in reality, only a certain demographic is getting ahead, and it isn't the farmers and other rural people around the country. It isn't the struggling teachers, nurses, healthcare admins, factory workers, what few the, left, the U.S. has left, and other blue-collar workers everywhere who are struggling from paycheck to paycheck every week. The small farmers are being squeezed out by the agriculture corporations. The cattle ranches are also being squeezed out by the same, and they're all being squeezed by climate change. People are eating less beef now. Less demand causes prices to fall, and the small family ranchers can't compete with the corporations. The small farmers can't compete with the corporations and are being forced to sell out or go bust as global warming makes more land unable to sustain crops and the cattle like it used to. With Donald Trump creating trade wars with countries like China, even corporate agriculture will have trouble selling their crops. And this happened the last time he was in office. It was a big stir with our soybeans being exported overseas. China didn't want them anymore. It's no wonder people are mad and want economic security. Fear makes people do rash things. Electing a calm man to be president is rash and desperate. Look at countries like Hungary, for instance. See what electing a calm man got then? Hungary is being scrutinized by the EU Council as I talk to you today about their future status as a member of the EU bloc. If Viktor Orban keeps on going the way he is, he could cost Hungary their membership in the EU someday. Donald Trump wants the U.S. to withdraw from NATO. 
He wants the U.S. to go at it alone in the world. Anyone with common sense knows that this is a very bad idea, but Donald Trump is an authoritarian-style leader, and it could happen if he gets elected, despite the recent laws enacted to prevent him from doing so without congressional approval. If the MAGA Congress gets elected, a lot of things will change in the U.S., and they won't be good. What would happen to NATO is that Canada may follow the U.S., as one of their MPs actually brought it up recently. She was shut down, but the thought is still lingering around the Canadian Parliament, exiting out of NATO. If the U.S. withdraws its membership and support, Russia and China will step in to fill the gap. and We all should know what that will look like. The U.S. will become a pariah and be further isolated from the world. But maybe that's King Donald's plan. It would allow him and his MAGA cronies to further cement their governing style into a more authoritarian regime. Good for certain people, a small, very elite group, I might add. For the rest of us, we can be assured of police and military crackdowns on dissensions and the borders. More wealth disparity and poverty. No more freedom of expression or freedom of the press. Donald Trump has already repeatedly told rally goers that he will punish all who dare goes against him in any way. This is what we can expect from him starting on day one of his presidency in January of 2025. He has told us all that this is what he's going to do if, if elected again. Why shouldn't we believe him? We most certainly should not be amused, and dismissing any of this is just talk. The biggest thing the West needs to worry about are the billionaires funding people like Donald Trump. King, Donald, King Donald's a puppet for sale to the highest bidder. He's not particularly smart, but he is street savvy and savvy like the old mafiosos. He doesn't do anything for anyone unless there's a substantial windfall for him in the deal. Which is where the billionaires come in. They operate largely behind the scenes, pulling the letters of government, mostly out of sight, out of mind. And as multiple journalists have written about over the last few years, they want to turn the U.S. into an autocratic oligarchy with someone as stupid as Donald Trump at the helm to allow them to continue to manipulate legislation in their favor. Screw the people. They're expendable. Just numbers on a digital spreadsheet. They're always more where they came from, or so they think. This is how they continue to amass their trillion dollar fortunes at our expense. Thinking of us as just numbers on a spreadsheet. No thought for what might happen someday if there are no more of us to work for them anymore. No more numbers from HR on these spreadsheets. Why do you think the U.S. poorest states are changing laws to try and force more children into the world with anti-abortion laws and lowering standards for child labor? The loss of workers is already starting to affect their bottom lines. These corporations will do anything to keep their profit margins as high as they can. There are a lot of CEOs, executive board members, and investors to keep happy. Investors like they're five richest people in the world. I'm telling you all of this because you need to know why you're so poor. It's deliberate. All, of the, all the money in the world is being funneled up to a select few billionaires who either had family dynasty money to start with or started with nothing but a handful of investors who gave them seed money to start with. However they got their start towards the trillion-dollar pyramid, they are where they are now, owning over 64% of the world's money and getting more all the time. As the Oxfam report states, if all these rich fat cats were properly taxed, this insane amount of amassed wealth wouldn't be where it is now. By taxing it like FDR did in 1935, it could be used to take care of the rest of us by using it for infrastructure repairs, helping immigrants at the border, public health care, and schools, and so on and so forth. Instead, they weasel out and end up only paying about 3% tax rate after using loopholes in the U.S. tax laws or getting tax deals from other countries in lieu of special favors from government officials. Human rights violations are in the news more and more these days as corporations are getting called out in the independent media for their abuses over corporate profits and power. This is partially what's driving the empty slots in the offices, factories, and mines around the world. People are learning to stand up for themselves and say no, more and more now. The rampant greed is choking the planet, as everyone now knows. The planet is fighting back as best she can. 
It's the time. It's time the poor humans also fight back against the would-be strongmen who do not have their interests in mind when they take over these government institutions. The problem we are finding is that the people who would do right by the regular people don't want the job. It's not like the old days when being president of the United States actually meant something to its citizens and to the world at large. Not anymore. Now the applications are being returned by charlatans, con men, and self-centered capitalists only in it for what the position will do for them personally. Joe Biden's got good intentions, I think. But he's hampered by the rest of the governing institutions who have been largely corrupted by the billionaires. You know, the Supreme, you know, the U.S. Supreme Court being the biggest one in the news lately. He also can't seem to separate himself from his strict Catholic background and govern in a secular manner with regard to Israel. Being a self-proclaimed Zionist and standing behind Israel is going to hurt him with a lot of the voters this year. So how does the once mighty United States get out of its dilemma in 2024? That's the question where everyone with half a brain is asking themselves, especially the younger generations. They don't like the choice of potential candidates and are frustrated over the lack of choices available to them, which is why a lot of rural voters will vote for someone like Donald Trump, a misogynic, self-centered comrade who knows just what to say to the right people at the right time, even if it's all bald-faced lies. The people don't care anymore. They are so fed up with the current government, they think that anything is better than what they currently have. They want a strong man to stand up to the world for them and steal back that prosperity that they think they had once upon a time. If you ask them, they can't pinpoint exactly what that was or when that was. But it's what they want regardless. Something in their past, but they can't really remember when. Most people don't like change. And going backwards is a definite no-no. This is the primary reason why they're unhappy with governments. They can't see the progress being touted by their leaders. For them, all they see is more of the same economic hardships they've been enduring, or they're now worse off than before. They will vote with their paychecks, or lack thereof. As long as the hard-earned money regular people spend to survive keeps ending up in the pockets of the soon-to-be trillionaires, The matter they will get until someone decides enough is enough and attempt to do something about it. Another revolution, only this time it will be from the haves to have-nots against the haves. This is not a new concept, but it hasn't taken place in a while in the Western world. Will King Donald be the new leader of this revolution against the billionaires? Only if there is something in it for him. So ask yourself, How does this make him any different than the billionaires the people are fighting against? I was talking to somebody last weekend about some of this. He has always been a Trump loyalist since 2015. So I asked him point blank, what do you like most about Donald Trump? His reply was, I like his ideas on isolationism. I kindly reminded him that the last time the United States isolated itself from world politics like he wanted, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. The young man didn't have much of an answer for that. Maybe he is unaware of the circumstances of the world back in 1941. I didn't ask. There are multiple reasons why people are gravitating to Donald Trump. His charisma at rallies is the largest draw. He knows what to say, to whom, and for the biggest effect. But then, so did Adolf Hitler and so many others like them down through the years. They are great at public speaking to large crowds. But what did they end up bringing to their people once they made it to the throne of power? It never ended well for those countries, and this time will be no different than the others. The rich will keep getting richer, while the rest of us continue to get poorer until it all comes crashing down, one way or another. Read your history books on recent dictators within the last 100 years, and you'll have a good picture of where North America is heading, unless you decide to do something about it by November. As voters... Only you have the ability to bring the U.S. back from the brink. Now, will you do it? That's the question. If you're like the young man I was talking to last weekend, then may the gods have mercy on us all. He only thinks in the short term, like so many others like him. He's a very smart man, but clueless about history. And that's what I'm seeing across the continent. A population that is largely uneducated about the recent past, and I'm talking about the last 50 to 75 years and only thinking of their personal wants in the short term. Is this what social media has brought to the world? 
A history forgotten in the daily struggle of life? Maybe we should hold more history lessons for those who don't know our past from the 20th century. So that's all I've got for everyone this week. And as I said, this these shows are going to be a lot shorter from now on. And everything's going to be one topic. I'll have relevant news articles to you know reference them by. But I'm not going to do like I did before with 20-some-odd news articles pulled willy-nilly from the news. Because, you know, like my son said, you can pull all of those on your own from your iPad. Uh, Apple News is a great way to get that. And that's where I used to get a lot of them, plus my RSS feeds. You guys can do the same thing. So this is, this is the new format. I hope it goes over well. So I hope we've given all of you a listen to think about as you finish out your typical work week. And I'll talk to you next week. Kare Mahaget. Thank you for listening to the show today. I hope you enjoyed it and you'll return again for another episode of the Village Oak Tree. Feel free to share this with your friends and relations. The more you share, the more we can convince enough people to make the world a better place to live in. As a Shanake, I want to continue to travel to your digital village every week to bring you something that might make you think a little bit after we part for the day. As I say goodbye this week, I wish to leave you with this Irish blessing as you go about your day. May the saddest day of your future be no worse than the happiest day of your past. Schlongo foil, which means goodbye for now in Irish. 